Okay, here we are, uh, March 26th for the Stratton Mortgage Episode 9 of Season 1, little podcast about uh, some mortgage industry things that are going on in the market today. Um, my name is Bill Seach. I'm here along with Jimmy, Reedy. Jimmy Buffett <laughs> <laughs> and Adam Baumwine. <laughs> and uh, our fearless wonder, Tom Christie, is off sick today, so he'll be back uh, next week for your Zoom pleasure. But uh, just talk a little about what's going on today, guys. Uh, I know the, the treasury market's way down going into spring. Yeah, rates are, are way down. So in some instances, if uh, conventional loans are actually have a three in front of them on a fixed rate, which is nice. Three. FA, yeah. yeah. FHA's in the, in the mid threes, uh, which is really nice. Or government loans, mid threes. So that's good. So rates are, are down quite a bit. Um, of course, they go with credit score. Don't forget that part. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I did lock one at 3875 today, which is awesome. Was it FHA or? <laughs> the conventional. conventional. Conventional, yeah. yeah. So, APR is probably 3.9 or something, 3, 4.0. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. That'll help of hopefully give us a nice, strong, or continuing strong buyer's market and, or real estate market and make it a little more affordable. You'll lower rate, especially with house pricing in housing prices increasing. The, um, the bidding wars are on. Yeah, you know. Have you had any ones going on recently? Just... Yeah, I had somebody put in. I ran payments on I think five or six different houses this weekend. They didn't get any of them. Same. So that's a little frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if they put bids on all of them, but I, I'm sure they put a bid on at least one or two of them. Well, I think the agent plays a big factor in that too. I mean you know who's doing it for you and that kind of thing you know um as you know as well he got he, i saw he he made a post he got a couple other people in contract so he he definitely had a busy weekend that's for sure he was working all weekend but um just you know unlucky they weren't my buyers but i'm sure i you know right he, i've been on the other end of that before too where there are my buyers there i went in so just uh just kind of a crazy market yeah how about you trey you got anything going on like that no, we got a bunch of non-QM stuff that I'm working on. So. Oh yeah, I got one of those <laughs> too. Explain yeah. to us, explain to us what that means exactly, so the viewers can know. Uh, Non-QM loans are basically outside the box stuff. Okay, non-qualified mortgage. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't actually follow the same rules as Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, but it does have like there's a I know the one I'm working on, well two I'm working on right now is a bank statement program for a self-employed borrower, where mm-hmm. you know they may not have filed a return or they found enough on the return or whatever it is to qualify. But we're going to take the average of, in my case, business bank statements, business. business. Bank statements. Yep. Well, they have business and personal now, so you can do either one, but it's more stringent if you use the business one or I think it's tougher if you use the, some the of them are, that's what I was saying. Some of them, they'll, they'll take an expense ratio out of there and some of them won't. So depending right. on the scenario, you know, what somebody's got going on, uh, like the like I've got a bank statement one too actually, and he his job he operates out of a gym, so he doesn't have any overhead expense. He doesn't have rent. He doesn't have you know utilities and and things like that. So he literally has like really 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 low overhead. Uh, and some of those bank statement lenders wanted to uh, put like a thirty or thirty five percent expense ratio. So they'd only so they'd only they take thirty five percent off his average, and that's what they'd use. We doesn't have 35% expenses. So I found one that doesn't do that, which is nice because, you know, sure. 
trying to max out his income. That's why we're doing it because he's self-employed and he doesn't show. Business bank statements? Yeah, 24 okay. months business bank statements. It's yeah. 90 LTV, right? Yeah, 10% down um, okay. to a five- or seven-year arm, but allow him to get into the property. And then he'll be working you know, going forward with his accountant to make sure that he shows enough money to where, you know, assuming rates are, are good, uh, he could refinance into a conventional loan. So sure. it's a way for him to get into the property now versus waiting a year or two, and then values are higher, rates may be higher, we don't know. Building some equity, um, of course. You know, yeah, and building some equity in the property. So for him, and rents are going up. So it's like, you know, in his case, it's it just behooves him to go ahead and try and purchase now, you know, and get in with that program. So Sure. Okay. Definitely nice for some people. And with rates being down, you know, the rates on those programs are good, uh, you know, which is which helps. Yeah. No doubt. I've actually got one right now where uh, it's kind of going to be it's going to be a home renovation loan. So I don't know if anybody knows about that yet, but it's a really cool product. Uh, you can go to ninety seven percent. You can buy a house that needs work to it. They will appraise it on what it's going to be done when it's, you know, when the work's already complete. Prior mm-hmm. to, you get the ninety seven percent loan, and then the they, the bank actually draws you money. To do the work, well, right? contractor, but yeah. yeah, yeah, but you still, I mean, that's that's really a good deal, and that's like, yeah. kind of like, it's it's for owner occupied, obviously, but uh, you can buy a house and fix it at the same time the way you want it, you know. Um, the if you do twenty, assuming it's twenty, maybe it's twenty five percent, twenty. I have to look at the guidelines, but uh, Fannie, you can do the home sovereign renovation on an investment property too, with I think at least twenty percent down. Oh, 20, okay, so twenty. So if you're doing an investment property, you know. Right, and it was going to take you, you know, some time to get all that work done, six month time frame or something, or sure. you're going to buy it and rent it out, sure, you know, fix it up, get some equity, sure. With that one, can't you even finance up to six months of like rent or mortgage you, payments? Yeah, one of them. If you can't live there, then you can actually finance up to six months payments into the loan. Um, you know, assuming that it would appraise. But typically, in those scenarios, if it's if it's not livable, it's probably fairly dilapidated <laughs> property uh you're probably getting it at a pretty good price uh you know you're you're probably gonna have some some equity there so nice which is the idea behind that loan it's a nice loan yeah I've fix it up make it the way you want it right i haven't done one yet so i'm kind of anxious to get in and, and see how it works out it's the bids out as we just said on the other houses what's going to happen with that right <laughs> yeah that's the key is getting the bit that's the key to the whole thing there is getting the correct accurate bid from the contractor because right. that's the really that's the piece that's up in the air the, the the credit package of the loan the borrower that's the same as a conventional loan or the same as an fha loan depending on what you're doing right it's the it's the contractor stuff getting the bid right so that way the appraiser can appraise because the appraiser has to look at that bid and say okay you know john smith is doing x y and z they need that bid to be accurate to know what, how to appraise the property. If it's a very general bid, you're probably not going to get the value in the because he, he or she doesn't know what is really going on, you know? Right. Hey, I'm putting in drywall and cabinets. Okay, well, what type of cabinets, you know? What type of countertops? Are you adding square footage? Are you, you know? Yeah, and Tom, Tom, my appraiser buddy, told me too. I actually called and asked about it. He said, you know, it's going to be worth probably between 290 and 330 but – he said, assure the customer that he should probably finish the basement nicely and have a uh, like a entertainment area out back, like patio, paper patio, whatever. So that stuff does come into play, obviously. So just yeah, for, just you know, every little for the heads yeah. up. 
and you can do, you can finance high like if you want some high-end cabinetry and stuff you you can finance that too There's yeah no limit on it just depends on what it appraises for. That's your key. So if the, uh, I mean, really, the better deal you get on the <laughs> on the property, and the you know the more potential equity that's there once it becomes up to market condition, right, um, will help you. And then of course you don't want to go totally over improve the property. So you know you now, because put on, because it's a home style renovation though the rate's not going to be in the threes. It's going to be probably high. No, I didn't look fours. today, but I can. They're not bad. I mean, it's certainly better than financing it on credit cards. Right. You know, or doing a home equity line of credit where you only, number one, you only have access to the equity that you have now. Uh, And number two, you know, the rates are higher in a line of credit. So, right. That one I priced out was like four, seven, four, eight, seven, five, I think. But you're buying a house for, you know, 220 and you're going to get a loan for 280 or something to that effect. Yeah. You're, uh, so it's pretty, pretty good deal. Um, are you looking it up right now? Yeah, I'm just trying to see what this is. Are you checking your emails again during live podcast? <laughs> trying to stay on top of everything. Jimmy, yeah. get him. Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, today, man, right, they, they came way down. Uh, 30-year fixed. And, of course, I'm just looking at one. Yeah, you're not looking not at the Not shopping bumps. this around. But, you know, you're probably looking in the mid to low fours yeah. on a 30-year fix now. Well, you got to take credit score into account. Assuming, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. 740 credit score. Right. Um, you know, you're definitely, yeah, you might even be below that. So those rates are really good right now. Right. So maybe that's on a purchase. What if it's a refinance? What if your, what if your rate right now is 4.25% on your mortgage and when that, and you want to re, you know, you want to get some money out and fix up and have the contractors do whatever. Do an add on. Yeah. Well, instead of taking a line of credit at five and a quarter or whatever it may be, 5%, you can get all that money now in the low fours on a 30-year. Yeah. If you can do shorter term, but a 30-year fixture or whatever, you know, that might open up a lot of doors for uh, refinancing in general, you know, redoing the kitchen, adding on square footage, um, finishing payment. the basement. Yeah, you got you the know. same payment. You take a little it, bit of money out. Yeah. 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 No doubt. Well, that would make you cash out, right, obviously. Yeah. Or no. Uh, you can't do cash out on it. It just goes to the. Well, yeah, to the work, though. But is it cash out or rate and term at that point? No, it's rate and term. Nice. Yeah. So it's a secret cash out waiting term, really. I mean, think about well, it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're paying work, but okay, so you're putting the money back into the house. But, yeah. So I was actually comparing one yesterday, and this kind of switches gears a little bit, but I had a guy call me and said, you know, what's your rate on a 30-year fixed rate? And I told him, and I, he said, well, what about this interest only thing I start hearing about again? And this, again, that's a non-QM product, the interest only, which I had to verify that uh, that was the case. And uh, it, the rates are so low, it didn't matter. The interest only didn't even matter. The payment was like $80 difference, you know, because yeah. the rate on interest only is in the fives. Yeah, and it's interest only, not right. principal and interest. Yeah, so really there's not – Right, there's no The advantage. payment's lower, but it's not technically a lower payment because you're only – to pay that down, you got to pay, you know, right. more money on there. So, so there's no true advantage to doing it, you know. Yeah. Well, depending on some scenario, I mean, because we can do we can do a line of credit or an eighty percent first and ten percent second or something like that. But I mean, with the first mortgage fixed rate being so low, what would be your advantage to do that? Unless some for some reason, you know, uh, I don't. You're I don't want to say guaranteed, but you're really expecting a raise. You're gonna have this big lump sum of money where maybe you just want an interest only payment on. A portion of that money till you can pay it in full or pay it down. I mean, I'm sure there's a scenario that it would make, you know. Sure. It's always a scenario that would make sense or scenarios. Um, 
But with where rates are at right now, what we can offer, I don't know that necessarily makes sense to do that. You know, in most cases, why wouldn't you just choose a nice, you know, 30 year fixed, low rate? You're not really getting an advantage of doing anything else. Right. Do that. Have you been switching any customers, uh, you know, back to like the 20 year now and stuff like that because the rates are so good? I have, I had did one refinance lately or uh, about three weeks ago. He did move to a 20 year. So he ended up saving like, Ninety thousand dollars or something is crazy. Over time, uh, over time, yeah. yeah, over the yeah, and he he's not planning on moving. He's staying there. He'd been there for two years. That's his. He's raising his daughter there. So you cut eight years off the mortgage. Yeah, we cut eight years off the mortgage. His <laughs> payment went up like fifty bucks or something. But it turned out, I mean, the net for the price of a dinner. Yeah, the net savings was. People, are you hearing this? Ninety thousand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you got your house and you've been there a few years, absolutely right. Even yeah, if you go to a 25 year, you're cutting out three years. Look at shortening the term. Yeah, exactly. Lower rate, shorter term, probably the same payment, you know. Sometimes it's smarter to even take a little bit more of a payment just to save that time and money, you know what I mean? So Yeah, for minimal cost, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, I do have to ask, Trey, with the Jimmy Buffett shirt, uh, are you in honor of a concert coming up or something? Or what's Tropic, <laughs> Tropical Tuesday. Tropical. Oh, okay. All right. Tropical Tuesday. Uh, maybe every every week I'll wear a different shirt. I like well, there it. We, go. Should, we should all get one for next time. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get a little parrot in here. How are you guys doing on the March Madness Bowl? I am seventh out of 30 or 41. There's 41 total? Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Which who will probably have, not be. But who's winning it that poll? Oh, uh, the hated Duke is who. I, oh, who who do I pick to win? You I picked Duke. Duke did yes, you really? they almost I lost. Good. I know. Who'd you pick to win? I didn't play this year. You picked Westerville last year. <laughs> <laughs> last year, last year I was out like the first like the first two games. Really? Just gotcha. I got so. I've got three brackets. I got. Ugh, I hate saying <laughs> that. I have Duke winning in two of them. Virginia winning the other one, which is nah, we'll no. Virginia's see. pretty good. We'll Virginia's get... pretty good. Yeah. But the Virginia bracket, I'm waiting. I'm 28, so if they win, I'm I'm toast. I'll tell you, who I enjoyed watching, and I know they beat Ohio State, but Houston is a real deal. Houston's not bad. They run. They Houston's run. not bad. You know, I'm surprised Ohio State even made that game. First of all, right? Did you see how giant the other guy is from Central Florida? Seven six, dude. He's huge. I don't even <laughs> think he jumped to dunk it. He just put his hand up. All I'm right. like, really? <laughs> Right, and they gave, went out, they went at him though. Yeah, but they gave him a hard time. I mean, at one Oof. point, you know, one one bad move, and they could have lost. So, uh, anyway, yeah, crazy. Well, the weather's good though, and look, spring's here. It's time to buy some houses. You know, yeah. give us a call, send us a message. We're on Twitter and Facebook and all that good stuff. If you have any questions or concerns about anything uh, that you've seen in our podcast or listened to, uh, please just call one of us and, and talk. It doesn't cost you anything to talk about. You know, yeah, consultations are free. Definitely help out. Scenarios. And even if you're not buying until next year, the fall, the spring, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, Summer. we've got people buying right now that we talked to last year. Right. You know, so, definitely uh, is the way to go. You got anything else for today? Jimmy? Hashtag us if you have <laughs> any questions. <laughs> ask yeah. Stratton. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Or ask Stratton Mortgage. Right. Probably One of the two. Both of them, yeah. so. You got anything today? I don't think so, man. Let's see what we got. Yeah. Got some deals. Got the nationwide high balance closing tomorrow. That's that's a nice, nice, nice program. Um, that's the ninety percent. Nobody can remember from before. Ninety percent, no MI, 
up to 700 now, is it? Roughly. Anything from 453, 5, or whatever the conforming limit is to up to 700. So this was in Upper Arlington, $615,000 purchase. Wow. 10% What's... down, no mortgage insurance rate was in the low fours. So really good. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Awesome. So if yep. you're in a house that's worth 400 right now and you think you want your dream home at 550, that's the one for you, right? Yeah, that that would it would fall in that program. You don't have to do an 80-20. It's one loan, locked in, 30-year fix, no prepayment penalty. No MI. No MI, which is huge. Um, that's a strong program. Oh, you know what we didn't touch on? We forgot. What? Is the DU and the FHA updates. Oh, okay. So FHA made some changes to their automated underwriting system or their what they call total scorecard, um, making it a little more stringent for lower credit score, lower reserve borrowers. It may move to a manually underwritten loan. So number one, that means less borrowers are going to be approved. But I would say more importantly, if the lender you're working with can't do a manual underwrite, they're going to tell you you're denied and you may not be actually denied right. they just don't choose to do a manual underwrite so that's very very important you know you need to especially someone like us that's a broker we can look at different lenders because not every lender we work with will do a manual underwrite but some of them will yeah. so you need to know that you're working with the right lender uh to be able to get that done so that's very important on the fha government side right um and then with fannie mae and the du release of 10.3 i believe uh, we have noticed some changes. Uh, I had one where I lost the appraisal waiver, which I thought was kind of weird, but, um, vanished out of thin air. <laughs> yeah. Lost the appraisal waiver on it. 20% down. I thought that was kind of strange, but, um, I had, I had run the findings under DU 10.2 by the time that they submitted their paperwork, we submitted underwriting and underwriting ran it. It was DU 10.3 and there was no longer an appraisal waiver. Um, which is not the end of the world, but you know, it, it means there are some changes being made. Did you call DU and ask them about that? I didn't. I called. I talked to lender though, and kind of gave me the heads up on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then, if you've got borrowers with a pretty good credit score, maybe one borrower on the loan versus two, we've noticed that some of those people with a little bit of higher debt to income ratios are not getting approved now that were before. Uh, that could come into play if you've got you know. Um, you know, maybe one of the two people in the loan starts start a commission job or has overtime that you can't use, you know, it's going to artificially increase that debt to income ratio. Maybe they don't qualify now. You know, that's a big, that's a big if right now. So definitely, you know, you want to make sure that your loan is being run through the automated underwriting system like we do up front. Do you think that's a direct result of defaults? You know, I don't know. I, I almost feel like it's being proactive where they're trying to keep, they're seeing things coming through over time. Right. The automated system is approving. This is just this is me speculating. I have nobody. Yeah, nobody's. I haven't read this. Nobody shared this with me. But, um, you know, you would think that if they're seeing a pattern of a higher debt to income ratio and you know one borrower versus two, why does that matter? Well, if if you have two borrowers and one borrower loses a job. The other borrower technically can maybe still make the mortgage payment. Not saying it's gonna be easy, but it could you know maybe it'll be done. Right. One person loses a job if they don't have any savings. Uh, you know. Yeah. Foreclosure. Think, you know, for, you know, or or late pays or or whatever. Um, That's a scary. You one. know. Yeah, <laughs> and and could cause a problem. So probably just making some 
some changes there, and it's more on the higher debt to income ratio, um, you know, portion of that. But we've seen people with good credit scores. I, I've run a couple where I was kind of surprised. Yeah, that uh, they didn't get approved at certain. Well, I wonder levels. if there's something quirky that's kicking that you know that, that kicks it out though. If you had one that was like six forty and it hit it, right, it hit, just hit it wrong. You know what I mean? Was it? It could be, but maybe, you, know, you got to check how many reserve month reserves you have. You know, do they have reserves? Do they not have reserves? Um, you know, that's a big thing. You really need to look at everything coming into play right now. Right. On an income, are there other incomes? You got the income calculated correctly? You know, sure. just because they're twenty dollars an hour, you know, forty hours a week. What if one of their, what if their year-to-date average on their paycheck stuff doesn't support forty hours? You know, you might have to use that lower number, unless it was a off. You know, right? Something happened, but um, you know, you need to go worst case and just check it. So it's stuff we look at to make sure. Yeah, and just to be sure, I mean, just to be clear. No local bank really does a refer. Like you can't walk into a bank and get a refer loan done. Um, I don't know. I don't I, think I, they do. I don't know anybody that does. Uh, Tom, well, they're gone now. The one I used to work at did, but yeah, it just just depends on. It's not. Even, it's, it has nothing necessarily to do with with it being a bank or a lender. It has just how are they choosing to lend money? Um, what's their FHA compare ratio? So what's their default rate versus everybody else? Is it higher? Is it lower? Um. Now, we're going down to 580 credit scores, what we're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But there was some other overlay you ran into with that now. Uh, that was a lender-specific overlay with their reserves. But the reason I went there is because the interest rate was 0.75% in rate better wow. than sure. the next available lender. And my borrower met the criteria of the overlay. So okay. we were able to close it there, which, you know, you're talking almost a percentage point in rate. That's a lot of money. Sure. So is. it was a big yeah. deal for them to, to uh, you know, to try and, and get that done. So plus another advantage of being a broker. Yeah. Find yeah. a better rate. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or or able to close it. You know, when when one lender may say no, the other lender may say yes. So. Right. All right. You got anything else, guys? No. That's it for me. Again, if you have questions about stuff like that, just call and ask. Send a message, text, whatever. Because um, this stuff's, you know, maybe over the top of a normal person listening to what we're talking about. But if you get specific, we can explain it, we yeah. can explain it a lot better in layman's terms of uh, the, the hurdles we may have to overcome if buying something with a low credit score, that kind of thing. Or no credit score. Or no credit. Yeah, you can yeah. do it with no You can do it with no credit you score. You can. I'm t- those are actually the two that I'm working on right now. Nice. No credit scores. Yep. I a little one, harder. But. I got one at 610, but he doesn't have like, any other credit trades. So he has one trade. That's it. It should work. You normally have to have, I think, two, isn't it? Two or three. You have to have at least three. two. Yeah. Yeah. Two and rent. Yeah, we'll just yeah. Verifiable I'll rent. Build it up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Happy Tuesday to you. And, uh, Hopefully your bracket gets a little better. Over the weekend. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We'll see you next Tuesday. All right. Peace.